This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021, episode 358. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another episode of Infection, the Survival Podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can check me out online at my website, nickcraig.com, and download the Wilmington's Morning News Podcast wherever podcasts are available. And then, of course, if you miss any portion of this illustrious program, you can head on over to our website, infectionpodcast.com. Join me as he does each and every week, just a couple of days in front of Thanksgiving, Mr. Brian Aldridge. Yes. Hello, Brian. How are you? I am doing very well, and hopefully everyone out there has a good Thanksgiving and is probably preparing for one right now. Uh, if you want to find me, you can get me at Brian Aldridge on Gavin Parlor, uh, my blog, biteoftech.com. And as Nick said, if you go to infectionpodcast.com, just go to the right-hand side, and you can join our server on Discord. And if you're interested in maybe playing some ARC, there's going to be some special events for ARC going on this weekend. We do have our ARC servers. Whenever holidays come up, those automatically kick in. So uh, make sure you join and jump in there if you're interested in any gaming over the weekend or the holiday weekend. Uh, if you want to get notifications before the live show, sometimes we have a Steam group. Um, we also have our video forms of the podcast. If you do that to Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive, uh, we do stream to those live and then also have recordings of some of those after the fact as well. Uh, we have a podcast extras if you want an idea of what some of our pre and post shows look like. And then our audio forms. If you go to the lower right-hand side, we've got links for whatever kind of device platform, uh, things that are on mobile devices and web-based uh, desktop-based, lots of different options there. If you're going to listen, though, I encourage you to go to that particular episode of the show you're listening to and follow along because we put links for every single topic and video, article, everything that we refer to throughout the podcast. We have links to those uh, that you can go and follow along as well while you listen. So if you are interested in that, just jump over to our website. We've got ways that you can support us as well. If you go to the top uh, support option in the menu or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yeah, Prime Gaming Subs, Humble Bundle, Amazon Prime. I mean, there's everything you can imagine uh, going on in here. So, and subscribe stars. So, if you're interested in any of those, just jump over to the website and you can help support the show. Excellent. Yes, sir. Boom, uh, there's our buddy, uh, our, <laughs> our, our, our lovely uh, pie gal friend, Tag Durante. Yes. With the uh, 20 then. month resubscription here on uh, Twitch. Thank you very much, sir. It is greatly appreciated. Hopefully, you have a. Uh, Nice Thanksgiving. Um, so, Brian, I uh, I will admit I don't. I'm not the person that does the uh, prep work for the show. That we've got our responsibilities. Yours is the product. Some of the pre-show work. Mine is the pro pre the the during production and post production. But you have yes. got so much news in here about so okay. many stories. <laughs> I'm I read through a lot of it. I understand. I just. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where to go. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna All just right, go so ahead and hand over the keys to the uh, to the house and let you figure out what you want to do here. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump in because on here there's a lot of different topics, but some of them kind of flow together. So first of all, let's talk quickly um, about something Epic has done this mm -hmm. week or in the past week. They have purchased a, a studio, but and this is in relation to Fortnite, but this is more music based. So this may be a hint at some things coming to Fortnite. Uh, now, the studio that they purchased, they made games that you've heard before, Rock Band, uh, some of the DLCs for that. Um, 
they've had uh, what's there's some other ones too um so but the, but, I, but they're music-based games and they're visually music-based games and this is something they've been bringing music they've been bringing videos into fortnite but i'm kind of curious are they going to bring music games into it as well or some sort of a challenge yeah, I mean, you talk about the kind of explosion of Guitar Hero and Rock Band in the, mm -hmm. would have been the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, when that genre yep. really exploded. Um, you know, what, Guitar Hero was what? Vicarious Visions, which was Activision, and then Harmonix did yep. Rock Band and all that stuff. Did they do Rock, nope. Rock Smith too? The one that's the one that. No, that's on a different PC? company. That, that's a different company? Yeah, that's a, that's a different company, yep. So, well, um, and they've Go one on. thing they've mentioned they mentioned this article is just they've started doing these concerts and started really bringing music and then we have you know of course facebook or whatever they're going to call themselves the overall meta brand the talking meta, about yes. this metaverse and i think that this is i think there's kind of going to be a race of this metaverse and fortnite is one that i think is kind of building itself up early in what they call this metaverse of a place where you can go and hang out and do things in the virtual world and have things in the virtual world. I assume that's kind of what they're going for. That's what I kind of got a hint of the Facebook's hint, you know, saying what they're saying they were going to do. But I think this is more going that direction. And what I see metaverse as, and especially in this kind of COVID culture, as people say, uh, if people want to go to a concert and then feel like they're in the experience, that's what I view as like a metaverse where you go right. in a concert, you have somebody where people recognize you as things where you don't just make things and put them in the game. Like you have to earn things and like real life, but in a game, kind of like those old games that people used to play. I'm sure people still play them. Like, well, second, you talk about second life. <clears throat> yeah. Second life. You, well, you talk about the quote unquote metaverse as a whole. And yeah. when, when you, when you do use that term and throw that term around, it is interesting to note that if you look at Fortnite, they do kind of already, have a that's good, what i'm saying they're already almost there yeah. yeah where what other game would you think all right if i have to go to a concert in a game what game would it be well the oh. one that's already done it right? definitely wouldn't be a definitely wouldn't be a travis scott concert no, no that's true but the, but this is Sorry. something i think that they're pushing for uh because if 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 you're gonna host a concert and this becomes a, like a thing to do on the internet well, they're set up to do it. They've got the infrastructure to do it. They've got technology that works to do it. They have something that's almost on every single platform yeah. that's capable of doing this. <clears throat> and and uh, people, well, Meta or Facebook, it, they don't have anything in place really to accomplish what they're saying. You know, they've been really pushing for VR and all these things. But how many, most of the, the users kind of moving towards the older dynamic on Facebook anyways, the younger generation isn't going into it or isn't staying there. I just, I don't see how Facebook's really going to bring this meta thing. Uh, but I could see how a company like this that already has tons of younger people could, uh, and also trying to get away from the VR because you know, that I think that's in the future. I think just being to where kids meet up and meet people and hang out and do things that they would have done in real life on the internet. Like that's kind of what I view the metaverse as to where you have a, a reputation a personality a life in this little fake world and i i assume that's where they're going for and that's why they want to create to where there's this something that groups can do in here other than kill each other yeah yeah well yeah of course uh yeah so we've seen <laughs> video games are violent um 
So that it is interesting. I mean, harmonics. So, okay. Shoot. So wait, I, I want to say that. So they made, yeah, they made Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Now. And, and so, yeah, it's, they made both of them. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Harmonics. They, so they, they bought, they bought Fuser by Fuser Studio Harmonics to bring music to Fortnite. And this is, they said Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero hmm. and Rock Band. I thought they only had one of them. So yeah. they pretty much have most of the market on this kind of, so and now Epic does, Epic owns it. So this will be, I wonder what that does for old licenses. I assume those licenses are still owed. I, I, yeah, these guys probably just made it. Yeah. And do you, but did they own these licenses? I, they could have produced them, but I wonder if they own them. I wonder um, if Epic now owns Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Well, they would. That's what yeah, I'm not I mean. Seeing. Yeah, I mean they they would. They won't. Oh, they don't own the music inside of the games because that's licensed. But, but now I'm, that but they, that's what I'm saying is, does that studio still own those licenses? Do they still uh, own the rights to them? I, I have no idea. I know. I mean, I know Activision published Guitar Hero. I have no idea if Activision holds the rights or if the developer holds the rights. But I would assume they've got something. Um, There's got to be something. So yeah. Epic, you know, we'll see if they continue to push something out. Maybe they'll do a new release because they're. There was one that was a rock band, I think, that went over very poorly, uh, and they kind of stopped doing them from what I saw after that. And they offered everybody refunds on like the last one that they that World Tour or whatever it was that they well, did. So I think a good a new company coming in and kind of revamping that and doing it right would be much better. Well, speaking of doing it right, uh, Rockstar Brian, after the yes. absolutely abysmal launch of the GTA trilogy, which again, I will say I'm not uh, covering for Rockstar, but it is important to note that they were not the developers behind it. It was farmed out to a third party. Now, at the end of the day, it yep. was published by Rockstar. It's Rockstar's biggest IP. They should have made sure that it didn't come back a heaping yep. pile of garbage um yep. but in the end they're have... they're the ones accountable people don't think oh, when yeah. they look at that product they don't think of the 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 company that developed or you know put the work together yeah they think of the name behind it and so this is where rockstar should have been a little bit more diligent with actually keeping a standard well being a little i i think that's an understatement i mean you know a, a game like this is you go back and play the original gtas in their main form and they were rampant with glitches too um mm -hmm. but the stuff in the, the stuff in this trilogy it appears as if they did zero QA testing yeah. at all, just based on what some of the things that we saw were. So after the uh, self-described mess and train wreck uh, that those were, one of the big concerns, Brian, was the fact that because the trilogy was out, they actually removed the original versions of those games from yes. Steam and from the Rockstar launcher. So uh, Yeah, they cleared them out. Yeah, they cleared them out, which on face value is probably not the worst thing in the world if the trilogy was... Because you have all that content except for a few you know, a few things they took out. Well, and it's not even that. And as we learned more and more, we found out that what? these This version of the game was based on the Game Boy the version? version? Yeah, not yeah, even... Or it was like a, there, was, there was like a mobile version that they were working on. Yeah, it would have yeah, been a game. It would have been, been the Game Boy at the time or the Nintendo DS. Or, I well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they started working on something for a phone version. I think they had like a mobile version that oh, they had okay. made. Gotcha. They started working on, and I think they used that as the base of it, um, because they do have mobile versions of Grand Theft Auto and things like that. These they have the mobile versions of them out there that aren't enhanced, don't have the better graphics, 
And so I think they took that version rather than going to the original and properly making something that makes it work on uh, on another device. I think if they that's kind of a downside going to a mobile to mobile version where things are probably shrunk down a little bit. I want this thing to be as high quality as possible. And I feel like they took a lot of shortcuts just by the descriptions of things we're hearing and the fact that they didn't even go back to the source and try to, you know, upscale the whatever they're doing for upscaling. I don't I doubt it's 4K, but you know, whatever they're doing upscaling the the images to, that's something that I I I just feel like they didn't take the time and they should have gone back and done it proper because this is a big enough name. These things are going to sell into the future for at least 10 years. Well, look at right? freaking people GTA still be 5. These things. Yeah. People will still be buying these. If they would have done them proper to where they were just seamless and smooth and felt like a great experience, I think that, that it would be something that would sell a lot more and pay for itself. I'm surprised that they kind of farmed it out like this. So as of November the 22nd, which was yesterday, uh, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy is... Uh, update 1.02 for the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition, is live across all editions of the game, including the Nintendo okay. Switch. The PC version of the game is back and available to purchase, and they okay. announced that for, I guess, anybody that purchased the definitive edition, or anybody that will purchase the definitive edition, through the Rockstar Store between... When the game launched and June 30th, 2022, we'll receive co the classic versions of the game in the Rockstar launcher at no additional cost. So between now and June yeah. of next year, which is plenty of time, uh, you will yeah. not only receive Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy edition, you'll also receive the original copies of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. So they're, yeah. th And those are back for sale as well. So I guess... If you were questioning buying it, it's probably worth buying now just to get those old versions and have those available too. So uh, I guess keep an eye out for a deal on the uh, definitive edition. Yeah. Again, it is important to note, through the Rockstar launcher, I'm not sure if it will be the same thing on Steam. I think it's just the yeah. Rockstar launcher. I'm not positive though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's one thing. I was looking at getting it on the Switch and who knows what they're gonna, they'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of because I, I don't know what are available on there already if they have any previous versions that they would give you. But we'll see. I'll, I'll look at it tonight, and we'll see if they put it on sale for Black Friday as well. Did I tell you... Hey, um, I don't know if we... Did I tell you that I uh, took out my... Uh, pulled out my Nintendo Switch and, like, turned it on and updated it, it? And actually turned it on? Well, it <laughs> oh, was 100% yeah. charged. But it's been sitting docked oh, for been sitting a year off. under my... Oh, okay. I, yeah, well, not even off. It's been sitting in standby because I clicked the power button. And I was in the middle of playing Pokemon, I guess, the last time I played it. So it was just sitting there. <laughs> like, uh, didn't skip a beat. I did all the updates and the software software updates and all the I games. I did mine a couple, like, everything. a week or two as well. Like, a week or two so, ago, I pulled mine out and get, at least turned it on, got it charged well, up. I almost I've got a, uh, got a, I got a road trip for Thanksgiving that, fortunately, I'm not driving on. So I think I... Uh, oh, might, yeah, there you go. I, Perfect opportunity. Yeah, gra grab the old Nintendo Switcheroni and uh, throw it in the bag. Is it Windwalker or uh, Wind Waker? You do, have you played Wind Waker? Have you done all that one yet? Uh, yeah. Or are you going to go with Grand Theft Auto? I'm definitely not doing Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Um, okay. Musty said, "Did you play anything or just look at it?" No, I didn't play anything. I just did all the updates. <laughs> 
I was getting in mine. I, I was like, I, I had all the intentions of playing it. By the time I updated the whole thing, it wasn't. I wasn't. Ready I did to play not have the anymore. intentions of playing. I had the intentions of updating. Oh. Well, and for some okay. reason, it became I, I disconnected from my Wi-Fi because I guess if it had stayed connected to, which I guess after a year of it sitting idle, I'm not necessarily surprised that it dropped its yep. Wi-Fi connection. Um, but it should have updated in the gra- background, but it did not. So, uh, so yeah, I'll I I am expecting. I don't want to promise anything, Brian. You know, we uh, we stand by the highest moralistic standards here on this program. Mm-hmm. But I believe come next week, I will have a Nintendo Switch report perfect let's do it don't know what i'm gonna play <laughs> i'll try to play i'll try to play, play something as well even though i don't have a ton of time yeah so there you go all right we'll see you next week all right hey, let's talk really quickly there this is something i didn't realize was happening but obs which is software that you've used i use mm-hmm. uh, but it's obs the first, studio uh, the first episodes of infection podcast back 300 and we're done yeah we're done 50, on obs 357 oh. weeks ago we're done on obs yeah and this is, it's an open source product, really good for streaming. Yeah, it's what yep. I'm using right now to be able to do the green screen and everything behind me. Uh, and this is, uh, I didn't realize, but Streamlabs had been using and created and had a product called uh, Streamlabs OBS. Which was great. Now this was an, well, but I guess it, now OBS uh, Studio has gotten so much better to where people are no- we're noticing a big difference between the two. Correct. Because uh, Streamlabs had copied even the website the, down to the, the layout of the website uh, and re- even copied words. And this is an open source plat- you know, product, but that doesn't mean you get to copy all their things and just change wording to yourself. That's not how open source works. Uh, they, they kept the interface exactly the same. So uh, they had asked obs hey do you mind if we have the word obs in our our name and they said that they preferred that they didn't and this was originally back in the day when they started this this is like probably Um, 2017 or 28 uh, the the streamlabs obs has been out for a hot minute yeah and it's something they built on top of that obs platform so this streamlabs really i mean you could say obs on it but they they it's really streamlabs version of the obs and let's uh, uh, device and for people that don't know what Streamlabs are is the reason that Streamlabs originally built this version of OBS was they incorporated all of their Streamlabs is a exactly what they sound like they have a whole bunch of services that are available to live streamers things like countdown clocks donation alerts goals things all 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 of that stuff so they built their version of OBS Streamlabs OBS with all of that stuff built directly into the software that's what I always Which is what's used. intended. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, what, I, that's what it's meant to do. I think it's gone downhill, though, from what I've read. Like, people aren't very happy with it anymore. And I think it's either that OBS Studio has gotten much better or maybe OBS is based on the old version of OBS or something. Um, but that they there was a lot of complaints about people getting confused between the two, not realize yeah. there was the difference between the two products. So Streamlabs, they made an announcement here in the last couple of days saying we are taking immediate action to remove OBS from our name. Streamlabs OBS is built upon the OBS open source platform. Streamlabs OBS is also open source and our code is publicly available. We take responsibility for actions and we'll support the community. Usually if you create your own branch of it, you you see this a lot in Linux, you don't keep the name of the original um, unless you're tied to that organization somehow. And so this, I think they just kind of did something that seemed like it made sense. 
But the problem is OBS doesn't give support for it. So don't put Streamlabs OBS because when people go to OBS asking for support for Streamlabs products, they don't have anything to do with your product other than you took some of their product and tweaked the code. I do, though, um, find it interesting that it has been years that this has been going on. I'm not yeah. justifying it. I'm not trying to give anybody a pass, but Streamlabs OBS has been around for years. And there was never any complaint, well, never any concern, at least publicly. And part of part of I think their frustration is just how blatant they were with it. it um, I think I put an image. Look at that image that's at the bottom, and this is a comparison of their websites. But that uh, uh, this is different. The, this is this is not. This is two different. This is no. Two that's different right, but if you look, but well, I'm saying this Streamlabs is, is on the right. Yeah, they light copied stream. someone else's website. Yeah, light, light stream's light website. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Well, they've, they're they're getting accused of from multiple companies just stealing stuff to build their original content. Okay, but hold on a second um, here, because because I, I do want I do want to I do want to I do want to jump in on this because I think it's important. Yeah. Now, I, I I'm not super well versed in open source, but mm -hmm. depending on how you do this, and it, there's there by the way, nobody's taking any legal action against them. Um, no, but. I don't, and and maybe this makes me a bad person, Brian, but I don't have an issue with Streamlabs or anybody else coming in, taking the OBS source code that now I will say they don't charge for their software. Now, there are rules yeah. about charging and paying, but Streamlabs is a business that does charge for some of their other services. And I'm yeah. going to be honest, this whole notion of, oh, well, you know, they just kind of took the software it's not like they tried rebranding it as something they kept no, the I'm freaking talking, name obs in their name yeah and th well and that's the thing is that's not as much of the issue the issue is kind of the pattern that they've done because they for instance that like that website that's almost a mirror we even with a lot oh, of yeah. text what i think is more the issue that's a copyright issue open source doesn't resolve them of that no um but now with some of the things you know copying the interface it's an open source project you're kind of asking for that. I but, could take but an they open also source didn't, project, branch it. They didn't shy away from it. it. They, they didn't call yeah. it Streamlabs Broadcasting. They literally called it Streamlabs OBS, indicating it was the same open broadcaster software with just the Streamlabs stuff on top of it. And I just, I don't well, see the outrage. I don't understand it. But they said we prefer that you wouldn't. You can't do that. With the original though. request. But you can't. Well, they, they I, can I don't say know you can't use our name in your product. You can't. They can say you can't. You don't. Only if it's copyright. They can't. It will. The name will be. Yes. Or whatever. Whatever they've done to but the, the I name guess the, they have. The question so would be is they, OBS. They, they, they can't use that name. They can't use their name because later if they try to then say we have rights to it because we've been using it for this long. That becomes a big risk for OBS because then there becomes a contention with the name. Well, that's my question. Does OBS. Yeah. Is OBS a trademarked term? Yeah, they well, they it's the name. Yeah, it's an open broadcast software. It's the name of the organization that made the original okay. piece of software. Okay. That okay. does so, not give that. That's what I'm saying is Streamlabs put the name of the other company on the end of their name. That uh, yes. you can't do open <laughs> broadcast software. It, I mean, it's just the, the it's named after the product. It's just they and especially since they asked if they would have said, hey, we don't mind if you use it on there because you know, whatever reasons we like that it's tied to a company that's fairly well known as well, whatever. Yeah. That wouldn't have been an issue. Um, yeah. And they don't have, they don't have the type of 
like a nationwide or international rights to the name. Um, they could probably prove it in court, but this is, I think this is why this is kind of not being handled in court because it doesn't need to be. I think that Streamlabs wasn't really being a jerk about it. I think they just took a lot of shortcuts in getting started up. Yeah. <laughs> when it came to the website, you know, just, hey, here's text that I like, copy it. But what they did say is that they intended to change the text on the website, but never got to it. Well, I'll tell you this. Placeholder, but then got put in. I haven't used it in years, but when I did use Streamlabs OBS, it was a far superior product than OBS. And I know OBS has matured a lot over the past little bit, so that could be, but. I vividly remember. Well, they created. This. Have you? Did you use OBS Studio? Because there's I the did. original OBS. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. I used OBS. I think Studio, everything's but... gone to OBS Studio now, and that they've t- done quite a bit of change. I'll just it's give you a great example. Stable. When we did the D and D campaign that we streamed on uh, the Twitch channel, that was all through Streamlabs mm-hmm. OBS because they just yeah. had some nice features, nice little trinkets and whatnot that were built into the software that made that process a lot easier. So. Um, well, and right, I well, think I now with, they've done that with plugins, you know, and, and the, yes. you can get a lot of that built in with plugins. So really, it's whichever interface you prefer, uh, and you should be yeah. able to do everything on both. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. A little bit of internet All drama. Right, okay, so let's talk about there, there's a game that we, I guess, have been waiting for because it is a survival game called Icarus. This yeah. is the one by Dean Hall. Uh, that it, you know is supposed to be released very soon, but it got delayed again. Uh, yeah. This I think was going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yes, it was. But supposed they to. have moved it. Yeah, original. Well, it was supposed to come out in August, and now it's going to be coming out in December. So uh, they pushed it out a little bit later. I think it was supposed to be in the next couple of days or something, right around Thanksgiving, but December fourth. So they're they're not too uh, not too far off, and. They have some technology in this that no one that no other games have used yet, and so there's really? some video I wanted to, to show a little bit of this off, uh, and this is RTX GI, which is RTX Global Illumination, and then in that they have infinite scroll scrolling volumes. For example, uh, they're going to be ter- they, Icarus has the RTX technology, the NVIDIA DLSS, all the things. So in here is a video that kind of shows off. Some of the visuals, because they've done a really good job with the visuals, and it'll be interesting to see how close to it everything looks in an, on an actual computer or on an actual console. So let's go and play that. This is Icarus. All right, so we're looking at some different scenes here of... Uh, I'll take my, our watermark off there. Yeah. So this is all with RTX on. Now, when, Brian, the term used is infinite scrolling. Can you... When I think infinite scrolling, think of a web page that just goes on and on and on forever. What exactly does that mean? Uh, well, okay, so infinite scrolling, it has something to do with the lighting. I'm going to pull up the exact definition so I can get, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, let me get the right name for it here. So RTX GI, and it, as you can see, one thing that they're getting is that kind of a fog effect. Yeah. And with the shadows, they, they have some side side by side comparisons that I'll show as well. Let's 
like you know, they show RTX on. Uh, they, those, I don't know if people are watching. If you're not watching, I encourage you to go and jump under our website, go to the um, the notes for this one, and you can see the video. And they show with RTX on and RTX off, and you can see the difference between the two. That animation looks absolutely terrible. Yeah, that threw so well. It was good up until then. <laughs> it's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And that's mostly, this is from NVIDIA. You know, it's like an NVIDIA video. So they're really trying to show the graphics. It's not so much about the gameplay. So, and I think this video, what it's showing is it's constantly updating. So I think with that, that the lighting is constantly updating as you move. Gotcha. Is what I, is pretty much what it comes down to. So infinite scrolling volumes. So, uh, makes it look like what you just saw. You saw they were just constantly flowing through all these environments and everything. Uh, it now, says the effectively provides an infinite volume of global illumination for the player without needing a huge amount of memory to store an infinite number of lighting probes. That's the technical technical definition. Let me ask you this. Can you recap quickly? What exactly is this Icarus project? This is a survival game, right? Yeah. So this is one where they have it in different biomes. And I, if, if I remember correctly, you go out and you have a limited amount of time before you die, or you get pulled back that you can be in this environment. So it's kind of like a timed sur survival where there's a number of different biomes where one's like snow and desert and forest. Uh, other than that, it's good. It's going to be multiplayer. Other than that, I don't know a huge amount about the particulars of the gameplay because they've only shown a limited number of videos. It's very much a survival game, gathering, harvesting, building. Uh, but outside of the worlds, I, I'm not not really clear on how you're going to go between the different worlds, whether or not it's always from the menu. Is there a place where you port between the worlds? Are they linked in any way or is it individual experiences? That's stuff that they've, they've not really shown. They've just shown people okay, you're in this world, you're doing this. Uh, I, I'm more interested to see how do they make it all work together without it just being like a server. I'm going to load into this server and this biome uh, because that's how it normally is, but they're they're hinting at it being a little bit more than that. Well, I guess we'll just have but to... this uh, is jam-packed jam full of technology too. And this requires ray chasing. So the RTX GI, the RTX is ray chasing. So if you don't have a ray tracing card, you're not going to get this global illumination. Yeah. From what I understand. So... It is so... Uh, Icarus, it is uh, available on Steam as of December the 4th. You can uh, find a link to it on, uh, well, you can search it up on Steam or head on over to our website, uh, infectionpodcast.com. It looks like as of right now, it is 10% uh, off, twenty six ninety nine. That offer ends December 13th. So a couple more weeks to grab and, it at, at that. And box. it's going to be released here in a little over a week. So if you get it now, you don't yep. have to wait too long. Uh, another thing that they've so let's talk about Rust here for a minute because Rust sure. they've 
put out some new features and one is the permanent store. Uh, and this is, this is something that I know that they've had, I don't know, they've had skins and things, but I don't know what all, you know, and things that you could purchase, but this is different. So they have a, a video. Let's go ahead and do, how about we do the shadow Frax video first? Cause he's going to explain all this. And then, uh, then we can look at the video that shows an example of one of the items in the store that they're going to be selling first. Hello, what's this sneaky mandatory update? Face Punch presents. Sounds like something pretty big is about to happen. I wonder what it could be. A new game mode? I like the sandstorm. I wish we could have proper sandstorms. I mean, that was something they were planning a long time ago in Concept Limbo. Wow. Nomad. Oh, no, it's just a new Hazzy skin. Greetings, survivors and friends. Shadowfrax with your <laughs> mandatory weekly update video, where today we have some interesting developments, and I think a couple of things that need to be made a bit clearer, because I see one or two people getting their hazmats in a twist. Ugh, I not know what you mean. Scarecrow not wear hazmat. Slant you. So, the reason for this sneaky mid-month mandatory update was name was not just to add a new Hazzy skin, which, by the way, is very nice indeed, but to introduce a new permanent item store. So what's that? And what does it mean for you? And please, I know that survival in Rust involves being the first person to jump to a conclusion, but just try to switch off that part of your brain until I'm finished explaining. On the other hand, though, lots of comments on a video do help with the algorithm. And likes. So, as you were. Oh, and subscribe and join the Ring a Ding Ding Club too, why not? So, the permanent item store is something that you can access either in the main menu or on the Steam store page itself, and the idea behind this is to build up a core selection of items that are always available for players to purchase. Think some of the fun seasonal items that you get, or perhaps there's stuff that the team want to offer that doesn't fit into a DLC pack. Well, going forward, you'll always be able to get them here. One thing to note, though, these items will not be tradable. Ugh, so that mean I can no make money by trading skins anymore. Ugh, I uninstall Rust now. Re uh, hold on a tick. You'll notice that there's now two tabs, limited and general. General is where the permanent items will always be for sale. Limited is where all the normal weekly tradable skins will go. They aren't going away. The two store sections will coexist, so you can still speculate on the market and run your crusty little money-making enterprise as normal. Okay, but me make big mistake. Me buy 50 Nomad Hazzy skin to sell later, and now me stuck with them and have no money. Well, A, that was a bit silly. You should have learned to read. B, if you did bother to read, you'd know you can refund them. And C, hopefully that's subject to change and gets fixed in future so that greedy people like you can't buy multiples of things that you can only use one of. Ugh, now me feel stupid. Well, that's because you are. Okay, now we've got that out of the way, let's have a look at the first batch of permanent items, shall we? But first, pay attention, I has a rusty sponsor. Do you use Rust Plus? Do you use Discord? Ah, then Jesus. it's time for you to discover Rust Link, a new super easy to use extension for your Discord server that integrates seamlessly with the Rust Plus app. Track your upkeep and storage, notify your clan when alarms are triggered.
advantage of fan setting up the free into the, vid into the video. So apart from the Nomad skin, there's a factory door skin for the sheet metal door, which has a very nice window in it for looking in and out of. Great for those of you who missed out on the industrial door skin drop and totally not paid to win. There's a craftable patterned sofa for lounging on and a triple set of industrial wall lights for illuminating your base, which come in green, white and red flavours. Seriously? No amber? Okay then. Well, I guess the Italians will be happy at least. Ugh, don't forget about coconut underwear. That is best. <laughs> yes, how could I? Okay, so in other news, work on adding Rust's missing world models continues with apples, cactus flesh, potatoes, bandages, medkits, cans, and all the teas to replace the generic burlap sack, which incidentally is also getting a new model, because sometimes you just need a good burlap sack. There's more work being done to polish up the first-person spectate feature for admins that I showed you last week, and a new branch called New Achievements, with the first couple being for shredding cars and winning hands in poker. In works in progress, snowmobiles are still being plugged away at, and intriguingly, earlier this week a commit regarding Arctic bases popped up, with grey boxes mentioned for wind turbines and a dome radar. If these are anything like the desert bases in scope, then we're probably looking at about three months before they're introduced. And then, what comes after that? temperate bases? Apart from that, Happis Island is still receiving HDRP love, and it's that time of year again, so this weekend is Charitable Rust, which will include four skins for you to buy. Please let me know below what you think the new permanent item store. I'm sure you're itching to tell me. Is it good? Is it bad? It's All right. So uh, there's a so little bit of Yeah, so $9.99 for the hazmat suit, for example. Yeah. Uh, and they're permanent skins, so this is going to be because you you remember they they had the beach ones. These are all seasonal that they let you buy uh, at certain times, mm -hmm. and uh, this is now a permanent one, so you can get that, that nomad skin. They had a couple of things listed there, and I'm sure they'll continue adding to them throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you have a preference on where we go next? Uh, yeah. Since we're kind of wrapping up and heading towards the end of the show i do think we do we do need to talk about some of the developments with activision blizzard i hate that we have to keep talking about yes. it each and every week but each and every week there's just more and more and more that comes out about it um yeah let's recap a quick uh quick history lesson for everybody and brian if i get anything wrong which i likely will just jump in um questions and concerns about a systematic issue of um, working conditions at Activision Blizzard. Claims of things yep. like sexual harassment, unfair treatment of women in the workplace, things of that nature apparently going on for decades and decades and decades. Well, just a few months ago, they made a change and promoted a female to a position uh, in which she was the co-head of Blizzard the highest yep. ranking person within Blizzard. Uh, she held that position for about 60 plus days and then has since resigned writing some scathing letter about how the environment is terrible and awful and blah, 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 back and forth. And over the past uh, couple of weeks, Brian, we have seen calls for Bobby Kotnick to resign as the CEO yep. Letters from investors, companies coming out and talking out against uh, Activision Blizzard. And there was more of that this week. Yeah, I, yep. I, I want to say this. 
this seems completely blown out of proportion. But I, I yeah. could I could be just from what I understand about the story, the reaction from the wokeism inside the gaming industry is just it just seems way overblown. Yeah, but I think they're trying to make an example oh, out for of sure. this company. That if you don't if you don't tell them if you don't step in line with what we want, we will build the biggest company. And what's sad is I think that what's actually was happening is going to get lost. And, and for the people that were, I guess, mistreated or you know whatever happened during that time, they're never actually going to be uh, compensated or, or made up for this in any kind of way because they're going to get so just all the company and everything else is going to get so distracted on other issues that those people will never get any kind of feeling that something was accomplished. And now it's the, uh, the problem is with this whole thing, they've got people in the company that are creating uh, what I guess they were I get groups of people that are, they're holding them hostage, I guess is what it comes down to. And to walking out of the company and saying, if you don't fire the president or the CEO, you we're going to walk out of the company shareholders now. Uh, so this is the, the group that has to do with their, their shareholders. Now this is where it becomes a problem for him. Yes. The SOC investment group says it's time for Kotick and the chairman of the board of directors to go. So this will be where it really comes down to it of, of who's controlling that. Uh, you know, why hasn't he left already? Because my concern is if a lot of this is just over exaggeration and if, when it comes down to actual documented proof, there's very little, well, then that's a problem. Uh, they, either they are too afraid to speak out against it or this is all true and he needs to step down. And if it is, then they need to accept that. The, how much of it is his doing? I don't think you can really say, but like when a company is being very successful, the, the people at the top take, CEO, for example, takes uh, he'll, he'll claim that he'll own that. But when there's problems, they don't want to own it. And I think here, if a lot of this was done because of him looking the other direction or not uh, directing things in the way that he was supposed to, then he needs to step down. And I don't know what it's going to take to have this kind of turnaround and get towards about the actual problem. Is he the problem? If he's not the problem, move on and figure out what the problem was. Have the problem is the problem gone? Because it seems like they're still going for blood on this. And it seems like it's with him, and I don't. I just don't know how much actually has to to do with him. These these That's... are mi multiple organizations spread across the world. I was doing some research. My wife and I were discussing, you know, the female who stepped down, and I was looking at her history. She was the head of uh, she was the head of a, of a studio multiple times throughout her career. Well, is she saying she could? Was she was her studio different? You know, what, what, what made this happen? Was she not able to overcome it? Is this a studio by studio issue? Like, I just don't, I feel like we've lost the actual problem because they're going for the person at the top. And I don't know that he's the problem. And, and so I, and I don't know that we'll ever find out now what caused well, that, what led to this. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm not sure I would have been able to articulate it as well as you did. Um, you're, you're spot on there. There is this notion that the guy at the top, Bobby Kotnick or whatever the hell is, uh, however you pronounce his name, this idea that he is somehow the mastermind behind this. And even to this day, we've covered this now for weeks, actually months. I still don't know what the issue is. 
The claim yeah. is some sort of discriminatory action specifically towards female employees. But mm -hmm. what that means, how many people are involved, and what exactly was going on here is still unknown. And Brian, you made a good point. This is no longer even about fixing some of the issues at Activision Blizzard. Let's be honest. Yeah. This is about now deheading and and kicking out the rich Who white guy at the, the top yeah. that's in charge of the company. That's what this has come down to. This is nothing to me at this point. This has turned into a race and success thing. Here you go. You've got yeah. a guy sitting at the an old white guy sitting at the top of a company that is and handsomely as, as they claim, paid. Wildly overpaid. You know, that's what they keep saying. Wildly overpaid. Yeah, it's based on performance. His, if his companies are doing well, he gets paid well. If he if it's not, he doesn't get paid as well. Now they still get paid a lot because they're they're doing a lot of stuff. But this is what it was one of the most successful video game companies in the world. Uh, well, what is wildly overpaid as long as he's keeping them as one of the most successful video game companies in the world? And I think that that's kind of something they miss. And it's different it's, than when you're working at Starbucks or something like that. It's amazing to see the. I'm gonna for our audio for our audio listeners, uh, the tech journalism. I throw that in air quotes around this, yeah. Brian. Literally articles <laughs> every. I'm seeing articles and it's like, it's just like it, it, the 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 headlines are just. I saw one on Facebook this morning or Twitter, and it was just like, it's just so nonsensical. I don't know why they think this guy needs to step down. There's nobody that's claiming he's, at least from what I understand, and maybe I'm completely wrong, and if so, somebody needs to correct me. But from everything that we've talked about... But that's, that's the about, issue. Is they, I don't feel like the, the news has been trying to make this clear. That's well, been my I just, problem with it. I, just I don't, don't like know. Try. I don't know what he's done. There is nothing... Now, the, ol the only thing that they have said is that he knew about these things. Now, if they have... They, have, they internally dealt with complaints. They remember that uh, that review board and everything that they yeah. had that was an independent review board and all that. So him knowing that things happened and then saying, but it's been sent to the review, that's different than him saying it's okay. Because if he felt like it was being dealt with, it went to a board that then is, de is determining what is going to be the consequences of this. That takes it out of his hands. He is not in charge of going through and, and determining what is sexual harassment and what is not at this company? If that's that not his your... job, there's an individual separate board that does that. Get mad at them because obviously they weren't strict enough on it. Or your if HR this department. is really what's happening. Yeah, or your HR. But the, the HR is supposedly, you know, having it go to this independent review board and then they would determine how to deal with it. And that, and as we had said before, all the employees signed this when they got hired on the company agreeing to that they, they were willing to do this. That doesn't open you up to everything. You know, it doesn't mean that they can treat you in any way they like. But I think that holding holding him to an account on this is just a little bit ridiculous because I still haven't seen. Normally, when you have something like this, you have an individual case. And I think because these are kind of done secretly in the background, it can go two ways very easily. It could be either that these guys are minimizing the problems because they know that most of these things are signed under NDA. They can't discuss whatever it came out to. Uh, you know, or there's not much happening. And because they can't talk about it, they can't really defend themselves. It could go either way. This could be either way blown out of proportion because of the secrecy of it all, 
or it's way underrepresented because of the secrecy of it all. I, the, this may get them to quit doing the whole secrecy thing. Let people take them to court. Let it be because this because when you try to do things internally, people will will say anything. And, and you know, if you can't talk about it, how do you defend yourself? Well, I'll say this. I don't know anything about Bobby Kotnick outside of what we've talked about here on the show. Don't know if he's a good guy. Don't know if he's a bad guy. But I will give him credit for this, Brian. He has been um, weathering this storm pretty impressively. I mean, it, I think it goes to show you yeah. more than anything else that he, in fact, is a strong leader. Good or bad, yeah. I don't know. I'm not making a comment if on If he doesn't it. feel like he did anything wrong, why would he bow to these people? But, like, honestly, well, like well, in his yeah, mindset. But, well, that is I'm sure that is his mindset, but in the in in the era that we're living right now, even people that are innocent just they the heat gets turned up a little bit by what a lot of the time it is a select minority of people. For example, look at the Dave Chappelle nonsense over at Netflix. You had a small vocal group of idiots that work at Netflix that got all outraged yep. about his I watched the special. I don't know what he said that was all so inflammatory. I mean, he made jokes about white people. He made fun of Donald Trump. Nobody seemed to care about that at all. He mentions one or two things about the trans community. And, of course, these mentally ill individuals can't seem to wrap their head around anything. So they you know, have this crazy-ass protest and start assaulting people out in front of it. Meanwhile, yeah. you go on Netflix, Brian, and it's the highest recommended thing because – People that are watching it on Netflix are leaving it a good review and a good rating, and that's causing yep. the Netflix algorithm to recommend it to more and more people. And I watched it, and it was freaking hilarious. It was a funny special. So it's again, but, you you you, it's but it's important, I think, and I assume Bobby Connick. I don't know where his political ideologies. I don't know where his political leanings are, but it appears obvious to me that he is not just interested in bowing down to the to the, the, the mob of, of people that are just calling for his resignation. Now, he did come out and say that he said he would consider leaving the company. He, you know, if push came to shove, he would. He if it would. were the best thing for the company, yeah. he, he would do it. And that's I think that's his role in it. But I think he doesn't view, to get into the habit, if he didn't truly do anything inappropriate, uh, you know, and there's, do a true investigation. I mean, they they've done some investigations, but there's not been anything that's been concrete of saying they did this. There were people that went in, so we're going to do an investigation. Oh, we'll start up a fund because you know, we're sorry for things that happened in the past. Okay, what are they doing now? You could you could go and say let's pay fines and pay people back for past indiscretions, but what are they doing now that needs to be changed? What is he doing that's inappropriate right now? And I haven't heard any any words from people about what he is doing now. And that's been the frustrating thing. I, it, the, all of this has just been, he oversaw a company and things were happening. Well, for that to reach up to him, there has to be complaints that reach him. And that that's could should be documented somewhere. And that's where I'd like to see if they're truly serious and think something happened with him, then take him to court. File to well, have access to records and things so that you can prove that he did something quit doing this whole trying to kill him in public opinion is what i feel like they well, really do that is exactly what they really do and again i just want to go back because this is, seems to be missed out of all of the stories when these things first came forward and these big issues first started arising, or at least the reports of these issues they implemented a zero tolerance policy for inappropriate behavior at work that was done oh, yeah. months ago based on the initial yeah. reports 
So again, I just, I, I just, I have a really big issue with this woke mob, this this group of uh, of people that just think, hey, just because we say something, it doesn't matter if it's based on facts. It doesn't matter what it's based on. We're just going to call for his resignation. You've got nearly eighteen hundred employees now that have signed a petition asking why asking Bobby Kotnick to remove himself as the CEO of Activision Blizzard. And I, I'll give the guy credit. I, I hope he, at least as of right now, from what we know, and if we learn out more information, my opinion is subject to change. I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he continues to give the big middle finger to these people and sticks through it. Yeah, I really do. Well, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, the, Again, as you mentioned, Brian, there's no evidence as of na- thus far that he is responsible for any of this. I mean, large companies, and I'm not, ex- I'm not excusing the action. The reason large companies have lawyers and big HR departments is because when you have thousands of people that work with you, and thousands of people there that come from all different, <laughs> all different places of yep. life, different backgrounds, different religions, race, yep. sexes. Issues will, in fact, arise. That's why companies have insurance. Yep. That's why they have HR departments, and that's why they have lawyers. That's the thing. And Activision yep. is a huge freaking company. So I give Bobby Kotnick credit here for just giving the bird to these people and saying, "No, screw it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bow yep. down to your pressure. I'm not just gonna quit my multi-million dollar a year job because a bunch of asshats are running around being virtuous." and screaming for his resignation on social media. It's just stupid. And people, I I wish people would wake up. And the perfect example, I mean, there was a court case that just got determined here in the last week that is a perfect example of this. Just because something is in the newspaper does not mean it's reality. Uh, This right here, this article that we've been referring to, is is sourcing. The source for a lot of these details is like the Wall Street Street Journal. there are newspapers out there that will say blatant outright lies, things that they know are not true and they know people are not going to go through and research. Just look at the the facts versus what was reported, you know, in, in the Rittenhouse case, and you'll see that newspapers lie. Reporters lie when they want to put across a certain opinion. They'll say whatever is necessary nowadays. Uh, and I hope that with this, that if he's innocent, that he sticks to it and that he'll see it through if he's guilty just step down you know and but what is he guilty of having him step down for the sake of stepping down accomplishes nothing well and that's precisely the problem here brian and this is what pisses me off about these movements and things like this so much is let's go back to the beginning of this story they had recently just promoted a female to be the co-top lead of blizzard She couldn't stand the job for more than two months before she left. She was, and I'll stand by this claim, she was hired for that position and given that position because she was a woman. That is precisely the reason why. They were trying to meet the demands of their employees and just promote this individual. I'm not saying she wasn't qualified, but I am of the opinion based on what was going on that she was promoted to that position because of her sex, because she was a female, and she didn't stick out through the job and said, oh, this is a bunch of crap, this company sucks, I'm going to leave. Well, then, what the hell more do you want? 
you got your yeah. co you got your co lead studio per person as a female, and she couldn't do the job. Either she wasn't qualified for it, or realized the company was in that big of a a, a disarray. But I, I I tend to lean towards the first side of it. She said she just said screw it, I'm gonna go work yeah. somewhere else, and that's what she decided to do. And more power to her. But this I just yeah. this. If the, the problem apparently is systematic harassment and things of that nature within Blizzard Activision, firing Bobby Kotnick is not going to solve the problem. I don't care how virtuous the next CEO you bring in is because you know that there'll be some committee that can only hire a certain person of a certain race. They'll probably have to be trans, have to have voted for Joe Biden. I mean, there'll be all of these you know crazy, r- ridiculous things that are for the next CEO. But as it as we've stated thus far, the CEO isn't the one that's been accused to be doing this. This is likely yeah. middle managers and and managers and assistant well, heads of this and that and the other. This the CEO is yep. not has not been accused of watching this go on. This is a company, a large company with thousands of employees, and it's a big structure. There's I'm sure lots of people that have been in there for quite a long time. And just they're they're not going anywhere. They just have to wait for them to retire. But I don't know how firing this rich white guy and replacing him with some diversity hire is going to solve Activision's problem. We know damn well it won't. And it appears that Bobby Kotnick's pretty damn good at his job because Activision's made a boatload of money over the past couple of years, even though they haven't necessarily had some of the most stellar games in the world. Well, and now there have been some fallout from just the the publicity and all this so first of all girls who code which is an organization that encourages girls to code don't tell people to code learn to code because i'll get you banned on youtube yeah but uh if you if girls to code has dropped activision blizzard's partnership over failure of company leadership um you know that's been a nonprofit organization since 2018 which isn't really that long ago um so they're pretty young and then Xbox is also looking at reevaluating their relationship with Activision Blizzard, whatever that means. That's not that uh, is that. Microsoft covering their ass real quick. They're trying to get a press release <laughs> yeah. out. Microsoft ain't doing anything with their Activision relationship. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, and then Nintendo, you know, realizing they were late to the party uh, yesterday, decided that they needed to also condemn Activision Blizzard's behavior around sexual harassment allegations. Now we don't know what they did. Did they? I wish that somehow there would be statistics released about what happens with all their private, uh, you know, how they resolved all of these cases and whatever it was. Because I think if they could release some of those details, it would either make it very clear to us what happened or it would make us realize what's happening now. Um, I just I, I, I wish I wish we could get that information. I'm not sure that we ever will. I'm not even necessarily sure that it would be appropriate to. I don't know what the details are in terms of uh, the, the, the amounts of personal information or private information, but I'll say this, I am constantly, and I know I shouldn't be surprised at this point, Brian, you and I've done the show long enough, uh, six and a half going on seven years. I am just always amazed the sheer lack of backbone within the video game industry. I mean, it is a bunch of noodle people running everything when i say noodle i just mean they're just they're just they're flimsy they're weak they just don't they're just yeah. they, they, they're they noodles. stand up for anything no they don't yeah, stand, they up, don't for stand up for anything every time 
there's any sort of little controversy about anything. It's just this pile-on storm. I mean, Nintendo says, uh, let's see, let me read the exact quote. They called the allegations distressing and disturbing. Why? For for, for what yeah. reason? They, they didn't say they're going well, okay, to so cancel their relationship with Activision. They didn't say they weren't going to do anything more. They just released a bullshit statement to appease the woke mob that's going after Activision, and that's it. They're still, they have not canceled any of their deals with Activision. Nothing. Nothing at all. So he can yep. make all these stupid comments, and Phil Spencer at Xbox said the same thing. They're evaluating all of the aspects of their relationship. If it's truly so damning, so distressing, and so disturbing, cancel your freaking contracts with Activision. There's yep. nothing to th talk about. There's nothing to reevaluate. Apparently, Activision and Bobby Kotnick are a bunch of misogynists that allow people to be uh, abused and assaulted at Activision. Cut out their relationships. But if not, then shut the hell up. It's it, it's just yep. unbelievable. And of course, you know, girls who code, I don't know what the hell they stand for. I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, you can just tell based on their name that it's just a, probably a nonsensical, another nonsensical group. All the people that could actually do something here, Nintendo, Microsoft, PlayStation, nobody has canceled any agreements and any deals. Why? Because they know it's yep. bad for business, and they know probably uh, at, at the end of the day, this whole thing is probably BS. So well, that's my is, two cents. Okay, so this is, this is what's frustrating is the, the Wall Street Journal comes out with a report saying that 16 years ago, he threatened to still kill someone in a voicemail. And... And if you look at the situation, it, there's a lot of different ways to say, I am going to kill you. Can I, can I just say that? There's a lot of different ways to mean that. Mm -hmm. And you, you've said it to me, Nick. You said, I'm going to kill you. You've said that to me. Now, you saying it to me and then someone who actually had a desire to kill me saying it to me, two very different things. Intent. They say in here that 16 years ago, he quickly apologized for his obviously hyperbolic and inappropriate voicemail you know, he, he, exagger he regrets exaggerating, you know, the tone in his voicemail. This was 16 years ago. That's what they've got him on that they want him to immediately demand withdrawing from the company for. 16 years ago, he exaggerated in a, in a voicemail, which obviously she didn't find his, or whoever this person was. Uh, yeah, it was his assistant. Found his, uh, okay, so he's probably very comfortable, just like you and I are very comfortable. Yeah, but you he say, did, she, hey, I am going to kill you. She didn't file a police report. No, she wasn't scared. He just said afterwards, sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. You know, she, I don't really doubt at any point she was scared for her life. Now that inappropriate, but the problem is when you have somebody you've been working with that long, they get to where they're, they're probably very comfortable talking to each other. And then when there's a voicemail like this where it's recorded, then now you can see it's leverage. It, this is way, it's just, it's frustrating that this is what it is. If, but I would figure if they're going to, demand is firing there should be something more than that yeah and, and it doesn't really not, seem like a big a big thing there's not there likely the other, will not be the other things I, that I they mentioned are all other people doing things that were dealt with legally <laughs> yeah they like, were fired i just don't know what they expect him to do but, it's just that, so and, it's so silly sometimes it's silly and unfortunately this, the, these groups of individuals that just have this complete hatred and vitriol. It's not based on any logic, Brian. 
It's not based on facts. It's not based on anything. It's just this virtuous, oorah rah I'm better. I'm the right one. I'm better than you. I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna prove to you how great and how good I am by doing this, that, and screaming. It's like yeah. it's like in North Korea, who can cry the hardest when somebody dies? Yeah. It's to the prove same their thing. Prove their loyalty. It's the same nonsense with these jackasses in the video game industry. And every single day, Brian, every single time we talk about these stories, I am more and more thankful that I made the decision not to go into this industry whatsoever because there is absolutely no way I would have been able to work in this industry at all. I would have very quickly been shown the door and uh, having opinions and thoughts and not being and not being a uh, brain dead moron uh, would not have uh, likely would have not gotten me very far. I mean, what the one guy had to what had to leave his company because what he tweeted about the Texas abortion law that was upheld by the Supreme yeah. Court. They kick him out of his own company. I mean, that's the kind it's of nonsense we're talking about. You can get banned for face from Facebook. You can get banned from YouTube. You can get banned, you know, fired from companies for having a belief that is actually backed by the Supreme Court. Correct. That can get you fired. To have what is considered a fact, you know, a, a, a solid stance on something can get you fired because they don't happen to believe with agree with the law. That should that is illegal. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it's it's insanity, though, is what it is, what it more is. And it's just it's crazy that it's gone this far. Yes. And it does not appear it is going anytime soon. So, again, as I mentioned earlier, I don't know Bobby Connick. I don't know anything about him. Is he a good person? I don't know. Is he a bad person? He could I be don't a know. slime ball. Yeah. But I don't I don't feel like they've made a case to prove to me that that he is the problem. I, yeah. I've seen nothing indicate they only bring up, oh, 15 years ago, this happened when something when something happens once per year, let's say that doesn't seem like a lot. Now, if then 15 later, you say, oh, these 15 things happened. OK, that seems like a lot. And I feel like that's what they're doing. They're trying to say, oh, but 16 years ago, this happened. Oh, 10 years ago, this happened. 20 years ago, this happened. OK. But where they, they all seem to be dealt with, for the, from what I can tell, all these things said, well, then this happened, this happened, this happened. Sure, it happened under his, lock, but, under his watch, but it was dealt with. I, I just haven't seen anything that really comes to me and tells me that that he created the problem. And yeah. if they're willing to just get rid of him because he's a good scapegoat, the problem then still exists. And they haven't <laughs> solved anything, which means tells me that the people that are pushing this don't care about the problem. Correct. You know, that's what I get. that's what it all circles back to precisely so until i've got some more information i hope he stands strong and continues to uh to fight this fight yeah they can prove just like just like just like i I brought up the rittenhouse thing he sat in court and proved he was innocent you know here this is a public opinion they they're not giving them the opportunity if if that would have all been public opinion he would have been hung already correct oh yeah yeah, no uh, question about it. Yeah. Here, here, I feel like it's the same thing, but you know they're not doing it in the court of law, so they just want him to go hang himself, you know, get get out of there. And I, I just think it's really silly and stupid in the end. And it just yeah. shows that it's just going to hurt the industry more and more uh, if you keep on bending to this and not actually trying to solve whatever they feel the problem is. Yeah, big time. All right, Brian. Well, um, we are about out of time for uh, this edition. So uh, where can people find you on the uh, interwebs? Yeah, you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gavin Parlor, my blog, biteoftech.com. That's with an I. Of course, our website, infectionpodcast.com. And just go to the right-hand side and join our server on Discord, especially if you're going to be hanging out and doing anything over the holiday weekend. Uh, we've got ARC servers you can play on and a lot of people that may be not at work wanting to play some games during the day. 
Uh, if you want to watch the podcast, you can do that through Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. Uh, we have our pre and post shows on the podcast extras channels. If you want to see some of those, uh, we have our audio only forms of the podcast down at the lower right. So whatever device platform you want to use, we have lots of ways to listen. If you are listening, just jump on the particular episode and make sure you follow along with the notes that we keep because we have links for all the articles, videos, everything that we reference throughout the show. There is uh, there's a link for that in the show notes. Um, if you if you are going to do that, there is an audio and video player in there as well. Um, and if you want to support us, go to the top. There's the support tab, also infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. And as you heard, we got Prime Gaming Subs, Humble Bundle, uh, Subscribestar, lots of ways, Amazon, uh, lots of ways that you can support the show. And we'll see if we have any conventions or if we'll end up just doing a Vegas thing every year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I do want to thank our friend Tag Durante for hitting us up with the 20-month resubscription here on Twitch. Tag, thank you very much. It is greatly appreciated. All right, Brian. Well, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, due to the holiday falling on a uh, on a Thursday, we we'll, won't have any uh, schedule impacts or uh, things here. So we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Same. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks you. Thanks, Facebook. Same bat time, same bat place for a, uh, another edition of Infection. So, Brian, have a uh, happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch up with you next week. Hey, you too. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. All righty, folks. Well, that's going to do it. My name is Nick Craig. You can check out my daily political rantings outside of this uh, program. <laughs> at, uh, download the Wilmington's Morning News podcast. You can go to nickcraig.com for information on that. If you missed any portion of this program, of course, you can head to our website, infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time.